0: Hello LionCook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Click Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and very excited for this week. We're back to another interview. And this week I'm having someone on who's been on the podcast before. And it's been a while. It's been two years since he's been on. But my guest today is Ryan Peters. Chef Ryan Peters is someone that I look up to a ton. I root and cheer for all the time. I'm just so happy with how he's just maneuvered the last few years and kind of and the success he's worked for and he's earned and just so happy with what he's been able to do. I, I often think that if I ever wanted to make like more so food videos, it would probably be what Ryan does, because I have such a deep love for pasta. And I think that's why we connect so well. Uh, but just going over the last two years with Ryan on this episode was really just a great experience. So since the last two years or since Ryan's been on the show, He's become somewhat of a food authority on TikTok and in media in general. He is someone who has just blown up in terms of success on TikTok over the last two years with his pasta videos. And these videos are him making pasta, making different shapes, adding different ingredients to pasta. It's just, if you love pasta, you have to check it out. His TikTok is at Peter's That's at Peter's And his Instagram is RyanPetersPGH. That's RyanPetersPGH. And on this episode, we basically just have Ryan come back on the show after two years and talk about the amount of work and dedication he's had to his content. And you know, he's gotten to a point where this is his main source of income. This is his job. He does not work in restaurants anymore. He is fully creating content and building his own brand. And I'm just so happy for him. And I'm so excited to see all the great stuff he does, guys. He is such a cool dude. He's so open to teaching others how to be great at content he's so open to chatting with people about his content and like i said if you love pasta you got to check out his work but just so immensely proud of ryan and just so just so grateful to be able to chat with him on this episode in the episode we talk about his just amazing last few years in media we then go into some different topics including his hate for angel hair pasta his love for farfalle we talk about some memorable tiktok moments With him and how he's kind of grown over the past few years. He gives some tricks, some insight into kind of what he does. Maybe not tricks, but just some tactical advice, like how he uses an iPhone to record his content. And he just really shares a lot of his journey over the last few years. And I'm just really happy to have recorded with him. So, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Feel free to go to his website. That's www.peterspastapgh.com. Go check out his content. And like I said, Ryan makes some great videos but he's also just a great person to chat with i think he's got a really great insight into what it means to be a content creator and we talk about this as well and i think it's so important the idea that you you know just because you create content doesn't make you just it it doesn't mean you're not a chef and this whole idea that you're not a chef if you're creating content or getting a lot of views i don't know we talk a lot about that and i just think he has a really good insight on it and so if you're someone who likes to create content if you're someone who wants to create content if you love pasta i mean this episode is for you Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, and here we go. Starting three, two, and one. Ryan, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Obviously, I mean, if, if you listen to the podcast, you know who Ryan is. If you're ever on TikTok and you like food, you know who Ryan is. But Ryan, if you just wanted to reintroduce yourself for those who may not know, I think that'd be a good place to start.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I uh, I try not to think that everybody knows who I am. So uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Ryan Peters. I'm a, a chef and now content creator uh, based here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, kind of, you know, had a pretty traditional uh, run of the industry for, you know, a good little bit. And then uh, in the past, you know, year or two have really transitioned, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I'm very excited for that. I uh, did want to shout out my best friend Kathleen who is from Pittsburgh. So amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, great some great sports teams out there that I don't like, but uh <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> still good. Um I'm still waiting. I don't know if, if you've done any uh, Bill's pasta yet, but I'm still waiting for those colors.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um but uh yeah man. So you know, I think a lot of my interviews are just kind of getting to know the person, but we already obviously know each other pretty well through having you on the podcast before. I would, you know, if anyone wants Ryan's backstory pre to our conversation today, we did an episode like two years ago. I'll put a link to it in the notes. You can hear more about his kind of come up there, but definitely what I want to talk about today is kind of the last two years and your ability to just establish yourself as this really successful brand or i don't know i don't know what you consider yourself but just this media influencer uh on tiktok what like i guess i want to start with when did you first hear about tiktok i guess is my question
1: uh yeah so i first heard about it um almost two years ago now so it was around the fourth of july about two years ago uh and i had my little brother and his girlfriend out to pittsburgh to visit my wife and i Uh, and they're both you know in college right now so college age kids Um, and they were hanging out with us and they kept talking about TikTok and showing me videos and stuff, because this is right when TikTok was really starting to, to gain some momentum. Um, and I, and I hadn't really heard of it. Um, I thought it was just another random, you know, one of these, you know, flash in the pan type of apps that, you know, is here for six months. Um, but I ended up downloading it that weekend when they were here and, uh, you know, kind of started this this crazy uh past two years of my life. <laughs> nice.
0: And um yeah, I mean, what what was your first like what was your first piece of the content like cuz you had been making pasta content previously. Um, right,
1: right. Yeah, so I mean, I already had, <clears throat> you know, I was fortunate that I already like you know, cooking in restaurants and stuff. I had always uh, enjoyed documenting everything I did, whether that be through, you know, taking notes and stuff or through actual, you know, photos and videos. So I already had this really backlog of content, um, that I really wasn't putting out anywhere. Like a lot of these videos that, you know, I wasn't really posting onto Instagram or anything. So, um, I ended up posting my first video. Um, and I think that first video, you know, got, you know, 500,000 views within like 48 hours. Wow. and I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I also, at the same time, didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, it's just like a fluke. Like this, there's no real substance behind this platform. Um, and then, you know, a couple months later, I, I ended up posting a couple more videos, and uh, I started to see some some real traction, and you know, started to get some videos with you know well over a million views, and that's when I decided like, okay, maybe I need to pay a little bit more attention to this platform. Um, there's obviously something here, there's something to this content that I'm putting out that is drawing eyes to it. Um, and so that's when I really started to to shift a lot of my attention towards TikTok and um, you know, be able to develop and, and build this brand.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean I think that's uh <laughs> you know, that obviously was a good choice um and you know you going into tiktok like you said it was still fairly new i mean i for me i didn't really get into tiktok until the pandemic hit so like i i was i feel like i was like really late um but i think what's interesting you know with instagram for example obviously you had a good amount of following like you said there and you have been putting out plastic content already there like but instagram you can kind of stay to like your own thing and i feel like you have like a brand or like a model on Instagram, and like so, like Line Cook Thoughts obviously has its own model, sharing what people have to think and or think or say about the industry. But I feel like on TikTok, there's you have to be so much more engaged, and like you have to be a consumer of content because you need to be on top of the trends like, that are happening, the songs that are being put into videos. Um, so I mean, I just commend you for like having to stay on top of all that. What are your like? What are your thoughts on that? Is it? How, like how much work goes into just kind of consuming content to be relevant um i think
1: it's a lot i think it 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 kind of varies too um you know person to person you know some people spend a ton of time on the app you know really consuming it and and you know staying on top of it i try to stay on top of things as best as i can but at the same time it's also difficult to especially too for the majority of you know as I was building my brand and building my audience through TikTok, I was still working a full-time job. So it was so tough to, to be able to juggle all of these things and, and, and stay relevant and, and be aware of what was relevant. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a, it's a big time commitment. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, yeah. So going into kind of your brand though, so obviously pasta, TikTok, I love the videos that say welcome to pasta, TikTok. Um, when did she start to like realize that maybe you were kind of going to be this person who was known for like this great pasta content on TikTok? Yeah,
1: I mean, well, hey, there's I'm definitely not the first person to make pasta and put it on the internet. I'm definitely not the last. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of really great creators on TikTok that you know also do pasta and stuff. And um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of get my name out there as as one of the top ones. But it was I'll never forget. It was October of 2019 um i was starting to see a lot of really you know big success with my account um at this point at the beginning of october i had uh right around 300,000 followers which was i was ecstatic about right like that was huge mm-hmm. for me I, I when i created this account i didn't i had no expectations for for what was going to happen so to have that large of a following was amazing and i was you know you know super thankful for it um And this was right around the time, I don't know if you remember, uh, back then was when the guy uh, drinking the cranberry juice skateboarding to dreams, right? So that was a huge thing. It kind of broke the internet for a little bit. Uh, So this was, that was October of of 2019. Um, And I decided to use that song um, and post a video of me just, you know, mixing some eggs, you know, saying welcome to to pasta TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And... I'll never forget. I posted that video around nine. I've told this story to many people. I, I posted that story around nine <laughs> o'clock at night. Uh, and I, I looked at it at around 11 o'clock and it already had 2 million views, which was unheard oh, of for sure. my account. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up, I, I said, all right, I don't want to get excited or anything. I put my phone away, uh, woke up in the morning to 12 million views. <laughs> uh, and by the end of October, Uh, my account had went from 300,000 followers to over a million followers. Uh, My account got verified, right? I think currently that video is sitting at like 38 million views. Um, And so it was that video that really kind of like made me realize like, okay, there's now an audience here for this content. I need to give them this content that they're here for. Um, And I think that kind of really cemented me as this person on TikTok for pasta content. And, you know, when people are looking for that, this is the page that they come to.
0: That's awesome, man. That's gotta, that's gotta be such a cool feeling to like, you know, cause you, you've been doing it a while, you know, it's not like you just started and it's going right. to be really cool to, see, to just have that success.
1: Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like people will always reach out to me and ask me for advice and tips and stuff on, on creating you know a, a brand on the internet or an account um and i have to remind people that like this didn't happen it it seems sometimes like it happened overnight but it didn't like i've been creating content and doing social media for years and years and years and it just so happened that it's like finally taking off right like but it's like it's not like it just happened like i've been practicing creating content and and engaging on social media for years so Uh, It's something that definitely takes a lot of time and, you know, when it finally happens and it finally clicks, it feels great, but it's definitely, you got to put the work in.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Totally. Totally agree on that front. And then, I mean, so, but it shows though, like you're obviously good at this because, you know, sometimes people have a very successful video and then that's kind of it. You know, I've seen a lot of TikTok accounts or people where they have like a super viral video and then I'll go to their account and like, that's the only thing like, and then other videos you know have like a thousand views, 2000 views which isn't like bad. I mean not everyone's you know trying to make a brand, but for you you've consistently hit over like millions of views on dozens of I mean am I right in saying that like there's been many videos that you now have that have more than like 1 million views.
1: Right, right. And it's you know I I'm thankful for it. Um but I think it kind of goes back to like you know, for me, when it comes to social, um, one of the biggest things is just being consistent. Um, so, you know, for I would say October of 2019 to October of this past year, 2020, it was pretty much a year straight of me posting at least once a day, if not two to three times a day, um, spending way too much time just engaging with my audience and everything and, and really doing the work to build that brand. Like you can't just post a video and all of a sudden you get a million followers and you have this brand and you have this audience that, that you can speak with. Like, that's just not how it works. And you have to like really put in that work and build that audience, really build it from the ground up. Um, So it's all about being consistent with just being, being available there on the app and then just being consistent with quality content. That's what people want.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, you see it through like how successful you've been, uh, with the app. Um, so, I mean, you know, like, what is it like, like, what do you, like, when you want to create content, do you have like certain ideas that you write down kind of what's your like process to like coming up with a lot of different videos? Cause a lot of like, you know, you've had a lot of creative videos, obviously welcome to pasta, TikTok. you know, we can go into the whole fork, uh, scenario that you have on your videos. Um, like what's it like for you to create new content?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it varies. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, I'll be honest, like, and I try not to do it as much anymore, but for a while there, like I was almost relying on the egg videos um, just because I knew it was almost like, it was like an easy pass, right? Like it was like, I post this, I know it's going to like a million views within hours, right? Like it's just, it's that super viral content that works every time. Um, but I, I try to, you know, obviously see what <clears throat> my audience wants, um, you know, and also doing what I want too. Um, but it's tough when when you're building a brand, like you kind of, especially for someone who is like so niche as my content is, like it, it's hard to sometimes stray away too far. Um, but it's just, I think you just have to remember... That you know, to create content for yourself first, I think like it needs to be stuff that you want to do, um, that you're happy about because if not, it's going to show through the the quality of the content, yeah. Um, but you know, I just I don't know, there's a lot of different ways that you know, I, I pull that inspiration,
0: yeah. Uh, and I think you know, we go back to that part, maybe this is the conversation I want to get into is with engagement, you know, you if you could share kind of the fork uh, what I'm talking about with the fork thing because I think that was like a really smart way to engage with your community it sounds weird but if you just want to share kind of what your obsession of a fork or what forks mean to you and your content I think that'd be cool
1: yeah I mean at the end of the day too like when I do like I said earlier I've been doing social media stuff for years you know almost 10 years now um, so when I'm doing stuff too on TikTok like I am being strategic in what I'm doing like so, you know, one of the videos that uh, with the fork, right? So I have kind of like a, a POV angle. I have the, we can get into it too. I have the camera literally almost tied around my neck. Um, <laughs> and so you can see both of my hands and everything. And the fork is on the board uh, in front of the flour and the eggs. And I grab it with two hands. And I knew that doing that would cause this crazy, crazy engagement in the comments. Like I knew people would just run to the comments and talk about why I'm grabbing the fork with two hands. And sure enough, it worked. I think the first video I did it with, it got like, I think 14 or 15,000 comments. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of being strategic in your content, um, giving people a reason to to hang out, watch the video a couple of times. Like at the end of the day too, like what I'm doing is a business, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, to keep the people's eyes on the page and, and keep their attention.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's actually, that's really, you know, a good point. And as a, as someone who's trying to build a business as, you know, a content creator, like, you have, like, these massive brands reaching out to you, like sports teams. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, I for me, like, I see the relationship. You're engaged with your audience. You pick up on their cues. And then the next thing you know, like, brands see that you're active with their, your community. And so, therefore, they're going to reach out to you. Like, some sports teams I know have reached out to you. Um, what is, Like, do you remember, like, the first big brand or, like, group that reached out to you to ask you to create something
1: yeah yeah i mean there's been definitely a ton um i think the biggest like almost like pinch me moment though um was when the nfl first reached out just because you know one being in pittsburgh obviously i'm a Steelers fan um but two like just from like (laughs) it's uh it just really kind of opened up my eyes as a creator that like maybe i can work with brands that aren't food related whatsoever you know yeah like the nfl like as a chef you don't think of working doing like deals and brand deals and stuff with like a sports team or anything but that kind of opened up my eyes like huh maybe i could be wearing a steelers jersey in this video and like that you know is so organic in the, in the content that it just makes sense so uh that really was just like a big eye opener to the types of brands and the types of collaborations that can happen
0: yeah, you know, I dude, it's so cool to see. Like you have like obviously different colors you do with brands and then I mean, obviously dude I'm a fan of your content, so I, I I I, it's like I have just memories of like the videos you've done. Um whether it's like with brands or like the different <laughs> stuff you've like the, what was it, the fruity pebbles pasta, uh just so many Right, right. So many cool things you've done. But um yeah, man, so I think you know, a big reason I wanted to have you on is um we talk a lot about, you know, you've seen in the industry the last few years, a lot of people trying to diversify or trying to like, maybe not just be reliant on restaurants uh, because obviously there's been a lot of issues with restaurants over the last year with COVID and people not being able to find work and able to find, work. you know, you found success in this to the point where you've announced that, you know, you you're just able to do work on your content this whole time. What has it been like to kind of be able to be your own boss and, have to you know be able to just take a step away from restaurants to work on something that you've built? Like how does that feel for you?
1: I mean, it it feels amazing, and I never, I mean, if on the podcast when we spoke two two plus years ago, if you would have told me that in two years you're going to be not working in restaurants anymore and you're be working for yourself from home and doing content and stuff, I would have said you're crazy. Like I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think that I could make a living uh, off of doing this. It's just it's. It's crazy, um, but it's totally possible. Um, it's, you know, I I've worked in restaurants for ten years now, and I enjoy working in restaurants. I enjoy cooking on the line. I, I love that, but at the same time, like this, what I'm doing now is also an incredible life. Like, especially too, like I'm I'm a new father. I'm able to be at home with my wife and my son. Um, still, you know, providing for my family, and still doing what I love and. Um, it's just in a different, you know, a different way of doing it and a different way of expressing it. Um, and I think it's really just like, it's a dream. Like you can't, you can't beat this.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you probably can't, but I do want to say that like, you know, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people try to create content and it can be difficult when they are working in restaurants. What was that balance like for you? Because obviously you had, you were you know, working a ton in restaurants during this time, you shared how busy it got during COVID and yet you were still putting out content like daily. Well, like, how were you able to balance the two, or maybe not balance is a good word, but how are you able to just fit everything in because that's such a big workload?
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, an understatement. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll be straight up. Like it was terrible. Like I, it was a, a really, really big struggle. Uh, at times it was very, very toxic just because It was literally working 40 plus hours in a restaurant
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: then pretty much working 40 plus hours doing content and like you know before i became a content creator whatever we want to call it i would have you know not that i would look negatively at it but i never thought that you know doing this is a full-time job and like oh it's just easy you're just posting stuff on the internet it's not like it's like a full 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 full-time job and like I would work in the restaurant come home create content until two three in the morning you know it's just this constant constant cycle and it was not sustainable and you know i realized that about uh six months into creating this content full-time what i realized like man i need to i need to get out of restaurants like i just i can't i can't do both of these full-time and and get the the results that i'm looking for um so i you know kind of made made that decision uh, and kind of worked towards that goal of being able to step away from the restaurant and, and do this full time, which is where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, just the ability to like, I guess, have the choice to go out on your own. is just something I think that would be so cool to have, or just is something that, you know, you should be proud of. But, um, I think it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people start creative endeavors working like i don't know i like before COVID hit i was working like 70 hours a week managing a restaurant doing line cook thoughts and it's like it's definitely a grind and it's like if it's not for you it's not for you obviously and like everyone needs to do things at their own pace um but i also think that there is a big misconception that like as soon as you start creating a food media brand that you're going to have success to the point where you can just go on your own and i think it does take a lot of time like i mean i'm not at a point like i like, I mean, I like my job, I like where I work. But if I didn't want to work there anymore, like, I have to find another job, you know, I can't like just go full in the line. So I just think it's interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I just like I I was totally scared shitless to to make this jump from restaurants to, you know, working for myself creating content full time, because it's a huge risk, right? Like I'm leaving this very safe job, right? Like, Instead of you know, waking up going to work every morning where I know I'm getting a paycheck every, every week and I'm you know have benefits and all that stuff, like I'm leaving all of that for pretty much unknown. Like there's no guarantees with what I'm doing now. So it's a huge risk, but at the same time, like at some point, if this is what you want to do full time, you have to make that jump and you have to take that leap, or it's just never gonna happen. Like there's never gonna be that right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was you know, I'm lucky enough that you know, I have a lot of friends, um, in this field doing this, that I've been able to lean on for advice and, you know, pretty much, you know, before I made this jump, they kind of also that same thing that, you know, there's never this right time to do it. You just got to do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but
0: you'll never know until you try. So, you know, you just got to take that leap. Very, very fair point. And you know, that leap, of, you know, working though, I do think it's some, like, for me, I just like, like you said, you've been doing this for years. I think that's like the biggest thing is like, it's a commitment and it takes a good, I mean, you know, people have overnight success, but most people who are successful in media have been doing it for quite some time. Um, And that doesn't mean like you need to be established with like major media outlets or whatnot, but if you, like most people who are successful have been practicing for quite a while. And I just think like, I think it's underrated the amount of work or um, I guess the amount of dedication it takes to like just be somewhat successful in media of any kind
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's just i think we keep bringing up this word work like it's still work it's still really really hard work it's just a different way of doing it like it's and i mean just straight up like it's it's i mean I, it's still very hard but i would favor this than standing in a 100 degree kitchen on a hotline any day on my feet for 12 hours a day like it's just yeah. it's for me it's a lot better quality of life And, you know, I've, you know, had conversations with some people that look down on what I do just because, you know, like this isn't like the traditional way of of working in the food industry. And it's not by any means, but why can't things change, right?
0: Yeah. right. I mean, I don't even like what, if you don't mind sharing, what's the negatives they see in this?
1: Uh, That it's just not real cooking or anything. And like, I get it, like I'm not cooking for people or anything, but I'm expressing my passion in a different way than than you are of, you know, mm-hmm. cooking in a restaurant. Like so it's like there's so many different, you know, avenues of the food and beverage industry. Like there's not like there's not just one end all be all job of being an executive chef in a restaurant. So I think, you know, a lot of times when it's people looking down on what I do, uh it's usually like older um you know, industry professionals that, you know, are just kind of stuck in their ways. And I get it, but, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to expre- express your love for food.
0: Yeah, and I just, you know, we'll go into that in a little bit. I don't get, like, I truly don't get that. Like, I think it's just different for, a, like, a solo creator or an independent creator because you kind of have to build it for yourself. And, you know, there, there's all, like, the examples of people being doubted when they were building something, but when they're successful, like everyone's like, you know, Oh, like of course. Right. But I don't know how anyone could sit in 2021 and think that food media isn't a real thing or that it can't be something that drives you like to be able to be okay financially or to even like succeed financially. Look at, I mean, I don't know, Buzzfeed, food 52, like straight up media companies like food 52 was started as like a blog and he, like she like they were doing it in their like bedroom or like their apartment uh like i just so to I, I it just shows me that like when people say that they're not really educated on like another way to be successful in food and they don't really understand that like most food like if we were to create i, I was thinking about this lately i want to know if you agree but like i feel like more so people interact with food through media than they do actually in real life nowadays With just how much they're about there. What are your thoughts on that? A
1: hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. And I think too, like sometimes these people that like look down on like food content creators and stuff, they just, they think, oh, they're not real chefs or anything. And like, yeah, sometimes that's true. Like sometimes it is just like a home cook or someone that's very passionate about food. But like, in my case, like I've cooked in restaurants for years. Like I have like, and not that I even needed to, like, I don't even say that to validate myself. Like, I don't even think that I had to do that. Like, yeah, obviously i'm thankful for it and uh, whatever but like you don't need to do that to become a food content creator so just like this idea that i'm not a real chef cool then <laughs> i'm not a real chef awesome sweet thanks appreciate your opinion but it's like i don't know it's just i'm just there's a lot of negativity in this world anyway but um yeah it's 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 crazy
0: but even to that point whether you're a real chef or not in this person's eyes if you have an audience that's, like so, like, so let's say you had no restaurant experience, yet you still built out, you know, Peter's Pasta, and, it, it, you know, it still has the same success over, you know, millions of followers on TikTok. That person doesn't, maybe, like, some people don't think you're a real chef, but, like, three, how many how many followers do you have on TikTok currently? Two million. Yeah, like, two million people on TikTok, or two million people on just one social media platform don't even, like, question or care about that because that's not what they're not there to be like oh you're a real chef ryan like they're there because you right. put out like great content like and that's what i feel like a lot of people are so like i don't get it man it's just like that status game it's like the, the general consumer doesn't care like what 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 is the point what what does that matter you know
1: right i i totally agree um And again, there's just, there's so many different ways to look at it, I think. Um, And these are conversations I've had with many people over, especially over the past year that, and I think too, at the end of the day, like I'm just, you know, a 27 year old guy that's trying to provide for my family. And like, for me right now, this is the best way to do that. Working in restaurants is not the way to do that for (laughs) me right now. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally get that. And it's just like I don't know, man. Is the brands like there's literally like legitimately like global brands that want to be able to have the reach you have on TikTok, and so not and to just see that as not something that's valuable is kind of insane. Am in I right?
1: Opinion. Absolutely. Like again, I I totally recognize that I am not working as an executive chef in a restaurant, and it's a very different line of work than what I'm doing now, but we can call it the same level playing field. Like it's just different, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being different.
0: Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with being different, especially when you're having success like this. So um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, a big reason I wanted to have you back on, obviously is just like to talk about, I just think we like go into like really interesting conversations about stuff like this. Um, but where do you see, like, I mean, I know you've broken out the clubhouse, which I, I like clubhouse, Um but then it, I don't know, man. For me, it was like a little too much. Uh, it wasn't really my platform anymore, which is odd because I love podcasting. Um, but I did want to ask, like, what other platforms are you looking at besides TikTok right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, the next big thing for me is YouTube uh, okay. and launching my, my platform there. Um, you know, obviously continuing to grow TikTok and Instagram is huge, but uh, YouTube is the next uh, big thing where a lot of my focus is going to be going.
0: YouTube. All right. Why YouTube? Just because of all, obviously your video based, but what's, what are you like, what are you seeing on YouTube that you think will be good?
1: Well, I mean, look how long YouTube has been in the game and look how successful people that are, that are creating there have have been. I mean, I think that YouTube's track record speaks for itself. Um, There's just a ton, a ton of opportunities for, for creators, especially food creators on that platform.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point. And I'm excited. For, I'm excited to hear that you're going to be launching there. Getting into kind of creating and content creation, uh, I think a lot of times, too, especially with video content, people think you need a lot of like gear setup. And I, I often hear like, "Well, I need to get a camera or whatnot." Can you explain what your like setup has been? For I mean, maybe you've added to <laughs> it, but maybe let's go back to like when that cranberry when Ocean Spray's song was like the thing on TikTok and you were going viral what was your setup like then Uh,
1: at that point it was just my iphone no lights (laughs) no no nothing i didn't have anything
0: uh
1: for the majority of my content it has just been my iphone um i mean at this point now i've upgraded i still just use my iphone to film which is crazy um but uh, i've added like a bunch of different like uh light setups and and things like that but um I think it's just important for people that want to get into creating content to like, not be intimidated by all this crazy gear. Like you literally have the key to your content in your pocket right now or in your hand right now, right? Like it's your phone, like you have this incredible camera. So use it and just capture, capture stuff and and put it out there and see what happens. I mean, that's what I did and it worked. Um, So you don't need to go and spend thousands of dollars on crazy stuff. I mean, you can too, but you don't have to.
0: Yeah. No, because I, I remember you telling me about that a while ago, and I just thought it was so interesting that, like, you could break so many views with just an iPhone.
1: Um, yes, it's, nuts. it's it's, it's re- it really is. And, I mean, thousands of people have done the exact same thing with just the phone. Um, and I think it just kind of speaks to, I think that personally speaks to the power of, of TikTok as the platform that it is and how powerful that organic reach is um, versus, let's say, Instagram, for example.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I, I totally, uh, could see why, you know, I, you know, just from playing with TikTok a little bit, I mean, not even on like, I have a lot of thoughts to TikTok, which I'm, you know, not really bullish on. I'm not really a big video person. Uh, obviously I like audio more as you can see by the podcast, but, um, even when I, I just started on TikTok as like my own personal account and I flipped an egg, I literally flipped an egg on slow motion and it got 42,000 views. <laughs> and like Denny canada like shared it on their page and like that was just me flipping my, my breakfast like and that was even the, right. the line across that was just me rent like ray delucci flipping an egg you was just like what what is going on it's like nuts
1: yeah it's it's really crazy the power that that the platform has and how just the most random things can can take off
0: yeah um it is really insane so what so i know you mentioned youtube what can, can you share kind of what your next year might be looking like or kind of what you have planned in the future?
1: Oh, man, I got a lot planned. I have a, <laughs> lot, a lot happening right now. Like the past, you know, month or so has just been crazy with trying to, you know, organize everything and, and really make this plan. But, um, you know, for the, for the next year, it's all about just continuing to grow um, and keep creating content. Um, starting to switch up some content, um, as well, doing a lot more, uh, of recipe style videos and cooking videos, which I don't do much of right now. Um, so that's something I'm really excited for. Um, also still kind of working on, uh, the really big thing, which is launching a pasta brand for consumers to actually buy. So that's been a lot of time spent lately.
0: Okay. I'm really excited for that. We might have to have you come on the show again to share about that and promote it when it's yeah, definitely absolutely um that seems to be that that would be really cool uh that will be cool when it happens so excited for that man um but yeah no thank you for sharing all that and i know we've talked a lot about mostly what i've wanted to chat about but i did have some questions you know from our clubhouse chats or whatnot kind of talking about pasta um and I'd love to start by you sharing your most hated pasta shape and why you hate it so much. I know we've gone back and forth on this, but just to get it on record. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I will, uh, I will fight for this one. Uh, but it belongs, you know, at the bottom of the list, it's angel hair. I think that, uh, angel hair is by far the worst shape. It, it deserves no love. Uh, it just, it, it serves no purpose. It's uh, total mush, um, And anyone who thinks otherwise,
0: well, (laughs) we need to have a conversation. (laughs) Look, I loved angel hair as a kid. Like, extremely. Alfredo with angel hair was, like, my go-to. Like, (laughs) so, look, man, I I, I just don't know where you're coming from with that one.
1: Well, hey, man, I I like you on most things, but uh, (laughs) not on this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't, like... Ryan and I had a clubhouse session. He Ryan hosted a clubhouse session, saying, "What's your favorite pasta shape?" And I did not imagine going in and being attacked about angel hair. That's not my favorite <laughs> pasta shape, but I didn't imagine that angel hair would be looked down upon because you have a lot of people that agree with you on this, which I'm kind of sad. Yeah, about. you
1: got uh, you got a, you got attacked by a couple of people too. It was it was pretty enjoyable.
0: I was verbally attacked over liking angel hair pasta. <laughs> when that actually happened. Uh, what's your favorite pasta shape?
1: Favorite is either uh, farfalle or uh, tagliatelle. Uh, I was okay. going to jump back and forth between my my number one.
0: All right. What are your thoughts on spaghetti? Um, I don't
1: mind it as long as it's not as thin as angel hair. We're good. I mean, I
0: <laughs> personally i like a I, I like a thicker spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Spaghetti kind of bores me now, but maybe that's just because I've had <laughs> it my
1: whole life. It's because you're too obsessed with angel hair
0: yes it is it's my obsession and what do you think is an underrated pasta that more people should know about
1: like shape you mean shape yeah i think farfalle i don't think a lot of people give enough love to farfalle i think they uh it's like a childhood pasta they ate a lot in like pasta salad or something uh, but i think mm. it deserves a lot more love and uh a lot more attention i don't think people i don't think people are giving it the love it deserves
0: I think the complaint with farfalle is that it can tend to be overcooked very easily. So therefore most people have had bad experiences with it, especially a bad pasta salad.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I get that. But again, that, that kind of goes back and forth between like uh commercially dried farfalle versus handmade farfalle, which is different. Uh, Okay. But even then, even then still like, even with like, Dried box farfalle. I kind of like the inconsistencies and in the textures uh, from cooking it because of the different like um, thicknesses of the dough. Um, I don't know. I think it should be appreciated a lot more.
0: Hey, I mean, I'm, I think so too. I personally, I don't even remember the last time I've had it. So that just goes, and I like it. And that just goes to show how I need to get some farfalle in my life. I think garganelli is a big one.
1: Ooh, garganelle is a fantastic know. one too. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's, there's, yeah. I, that's the thing, too. Like, I feel like there's so many shapes that people just don't know because they're used to seeing the same, like, 15 shapes in the in the grocery store aisle. Um, yeah. So, I think it's just opening up people's eyes to all the different shapes.
0: I mean, I just think – I don't get why garganelli is not more popular because people like Rigatoni, um, you know, and this is not saying it's Rigatoni, but it's got the whole – it's like a cylindrical shape – cylinder shape? I don't even know if cylindrical is a right. word. So, I'll have to do that one <laughs> later. But um, – It's a cool shape, and I just don't... It has bridges, and when I've made it, I just don't get why people don't want to get more. No, I I got no hate for Garganelli. It's a fantastic shape. Well, and then there's one more pasta shape that I need to bring up that I absolutely hate, detest, don't understand why it's a pasta shape. Don't ever (laughs) want to eat it again in my life, and it's a Chini de Pepe. I'm
1: here for it. You know I'm here for it. I love it.
0: (laughs) I... Okay, so Ryan and I, when we had this discussion, I brought this shape up, and I look. I, I will not like. I cannot stand when people defend chini de Pepe. What is it, it? If there's like a good use for it, I'm sure there's a good use for it. I just cannot stand it. It's too small. 100.
1: As a as a kid, when I was sick, that's what my mom would make it make me. And I think a lot of kids have that. So I think that, you know, maybe for me it's just a nostalgia reason, but uh, it's fantastic, man. It's I think you just gotta.
0: You got to open up your, your eyes to the beauty of it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I cannot stand the shape. It's too small. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't like the texture of it. I don't, yeah, it's not for me, man. It's even, I will fight on clubhouse tooth and nail with anyone
1: <laughs> over the shape. <laughs> well, you then keep, keep your angel
0: hair. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and I guess would we'll, love to hear, you know, as this is our pasta theme conversation, what are some um, combinations you've done on TikTok that you've actually enjoyed that maybe seem wild or wacky or just crazy? Oh,
1: man. I've done some weird ones. The Fruity Pebbles one uh, wasn't actually terrible. Uh, I kind of ground up the Fruity Pebbles <laughs> in a food processor and then kind of folded that in. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Uh, the the ketchup one was, was pretty gross, but I'm also really? not a fan of ketchup. I'm not a fan of ketchup. I don't really like ketchup. Neither am um, I. But yeah, it wasn't that great. Mustard was decent. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've done. I I did. I tried to do peanut butter once, and that didn't work oh, out
0: at all. gosh.
1: Yeah. So I don't. There's been some really weird ones, uh, and I'm sure there's. I don't know. I haven't really done any. I kind of stopped that series uh, back in the summer. I haven't done any weird add-ins to pasta dough lately. But maybe I'll have to. i will have to bring that back.
0: Yeah. All right. And. The last question I have for you, um, is actually not regarding pasta. Uh, well, kind of actually I have two questions. One has your son eaten pasta yet? And what, and so what has that been Like,
1: uh, he has not eaten pasta yet, but the other day, uh, I was making a batch of bolognese and I had him try that, uh, just a little bit of like the, like the, the broth the sauce, if you will,
0: yeah. the
1: meat or anything. And, uh, I mean, he didn't spit it up. Uh, okay. he didn't really give me the reaction I was looking for. I was hoping he would start like giggling or something, but <laughs> there's none of that. But there was no throw up, so I'll take that as a win.
0: Yeah, I don't even know when babies can eat actual food, or pasta is even something he could eat at this age. But I figured I'd ask because I'm sure he, dude. <laughs> I'm like honestly, he's gonna have such good meals. I'm so jealous. Like just <laughs> pasta all the time. Like I didn't even have fresh right. pasta until I was like 17.
1: I know he's gonna be living.
0: And then what is a dish you like to cook that isn't pasta that you just really like making?
1: Uh, Someone actually just asked me this the other day. Uh, They asked me, like, if I could eat any other food besides pasta, what it would be. It would probably be a cheeseburger. Uh, I'm a really Really? big fan of cheeseburgers. Yeah, man. It's pretty simple, but uh, that's kind of my go-to.
0: All right. What's on your cheeseburger?
1: Uh, It's easy. It's always got to be mustard. I mean, I kind of go back and forth on the types of mustards. I have like, I feel like I have like 15 mustards in my fridge right now. You say 15 Uh, mustards? I like, there's a lot of different kinds of mustards, man. Yeah, you got to (laughs) always grab a new one whenever you see it. Okay. Uh, So there's got to be some sort of mustard. Um, There's got to be some sort of variation of onion. If I'm doing a smash burger, it's got to be caramelized. If I'm doing like a thick like burger on the grill, it's got to be raw red onion. Um, Wow. There's got to be lettuce. Again, if I'm doing a smash burger, it's got to be shredded iceberg. If I'm doing a grilled burger, it's got to be leaf lettuce. Uh, there's got to be thinly sliced tomato. Uh, and there has to be American cheese.
0: It sounds good. That all sounds delicious. I would eat that.
1: Yeah, it's a simple burger.
0: Simple's good. That's right. Uh, simple, sometimes simple's the best. And I uh, agree. Okay. Yeah, and then for your TikTok, what's like your most like, it could be your most proud piece of content. It could be a, a cool follow from someone you look up to. Maybe it's the NFL, but is what like what's like really memorable on TikTok for you over the last two years?
1: Huh. Oh man, there's there's a ton. There's like there's I can't even say some of them just because I don't want to like out publicly. Like not even though it's like outing because I don't care. But like there's like some celebrities and stuff that follow me that I'll be like scrolling through my for you page right, and I'll like see a celebrity or someone that I. Like I'm watching their video and I'll scroll to their profile and it says follow back and I'm like, holy hmm. shit. Like that's like always like the cool moment, like whenever that happens. Um, so they're just like stuff like that, like obviously the NFL, right? I've been able to connect with like the Steelers and the Penguins and um I don't know, there's just there's so many cool opportunities that have come my way and it's crazy to say, like I've told people, I've told you this, like that TikTok has changed my life is such a weird sentence to say. But it's like it couldn't be, it couldn't be more true, right? Like it's just, it's crazy, the power that it has, and and the opportunities that it's allowed for me and my family. Um, so I'm just like I'm grateful for all the different things that have happened.
0: Awesome. Well, that's good to hear, man. Well, you know, thanks for taking the time today. To I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for taking the time to do this. If you could, uh, you and obviously first drop your all your social media handles so people can follow. But then second, after that. If you want to give advice or just a message or anything or creating content or just anything about the food industry, I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, on TikTok, it's Peter's Pasta. On YouTube, it's Peter's Pasta. And then Instagram is uh, Ryan Peters PGH. Um, but I think, you know, the biggest piece of advice, if, you know, you're someone listening and you're creating content already or you want to create content and you're just looking for for what it is to kind of... you to the next level i think it's you know as i spoke about earlier is consistency um and just you know be confident in in who you are and 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 the the content that you're putting out um and don't think about the numbers i think for me as i was growing it was so important for me to try and not i mean again we all kind of fall into it sometimes of you know be like posting a video and it's flopping and you get down about it but i found the most success when I wasn't paying attention to the numbers at all and I was just posting content. Uh, And I think that's really important just because I I think we all know that social media is, it can be a very, very toxic place. Like, right. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it gets in your head and it's not good for your mental health. So um, I think when you try and eliminate that as best as you can, uh, that's when you're going to find the most success.
0: Awesome. Thanks man. And you know, lastly, and obviously I'll interview the same way you have already answered this question two years ago. But what does it mean for you to come back and speak to Hawaiian Cook Nation, a group of chefs, cooks, and people just interested in food in general?
1: Well, I mean, I'm probably going to answer it a little bit differently this time because I think, you know, as even in the past two years, as as the food industry has changed, kind of the the community that you've built and everything, um, for me to be involved in it, into it, and to be able to give advice and, and insight on, you know, maybe a different career path for someone that you know, has been in restaurants and they're just like, man, this isn't for me anymore. Or I'm looking for something new or something, another way to express myself. um, I think it's a way to, you know, connect with, with like-minded professionals that all have that same love for food and just want to connect.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. And yeah, I definitely think you sharing your career path has been really helpful for some people listening and yeah, just always a pleasure to chat with you.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: So there you have it, the interview with Ryan Peters. Once again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. And feel free to follow him on TikTok at Peters Pasta, where he's got over 2 million followers. You can find him on Instagram as well at RyanPetersPGH. And also, if you want to connect with him or see more of his work or kind of check him out, go to www.PetersPastaPGH.com. Also, if you're on Apple, please leave a review. It allows my podcast to get uh, more exposure. It allows me to get better at the show. I'm not asking for a five-star review, but rather an honest review. Please share this to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And just thank you all so much for the support. Uh, Really excited for uh, this and next week's episode, and obviously more content to come. Uh, But really cool to be back interviewing, and just hope everyone's doing well. I know the weather's getting warmer. I know things are getting busier. And just hope everyone's staying safe, doing well, and I'll see you next week on the show.